Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia. Another beautiful week. We apologize again for not coming back to you last week. Ben and I had some... It was a very busy <laughs> week. Very, very busy week. Coming up on uh, graduation weekend, so we're just trying to tie up the loose ends. Uh, anyway, we appreciate all the fan base for sticking around with us, and we've been looking back at it, and our This Month in History has been one of our popular, most popular episodes we've ever had, and we really appreciate all the support. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy that, because we'll be coming up with May in the next coming weeks. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's so popular. That was an extremely fun show to do as well, so i definitely be back with that uh, every month. Yep, we're looking forward we to it. Again, check us out on our Podbean page. That's where we stream all of our podcasts. That's youngnostalgia.podbean.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You'll find the links on there. Let us know what you think. And again, rate and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. We really appreciate it. But today, Ben, we're super excited. We have yes, Chad we Smith with us here in the studio talking about um, his owning and operating of retro music and media right here in the big town of Ada, the big old ADA. We'll get into his passion for music and what he really loves and maybe give you guys some a little bit of tidbits of how to start your record collection and really get into the business and be super passionate about it. So with, with us here in the studio, we have Chad Smith. Chad, how you doing? Good, good. All awesome. right. So I guess we could just kind of dive right in and get into it. So what we really want to know, every time we go into your shop, you probably tell us more about music than we have ever known in the whole 22 years that we've been alive. Where did your passion for music really begin? Oh, I suppose when I was about 12, I, I started collecting cassettes. I, the first thing I ever bought was Twisted Sister and, you know, because of MTV, I think. And, and uh, you know, you just see things. MTV was new, and we, you know, music was not only audio, but it was visual, and and I just, you know, started collecting you know, the the metal stuff that was popular at the time. You know, Judas Priest, was his Sister Kiss, uh, Rat, Motley Crue, all that, and from that it, it led to you know what it is today, which is a, a store. Awesome. So, so you started right into your your love of metal. Oh yeah. I, well, I. Originally, I was into, you know, kind of hip-hop. Uh, it was funny. The, the stuff I would mention would be you know, <laughs> weird to people. There was a band called Nucleus that were a lot like uh, the like Par- Parliament, I suppose. They were they were early rap and R&B, but I don't know. I think it was, it was Twisted Sister, Judas Priest, and you know, those videos that I saw on MTV that were really, you know, that, 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 that led me into that. that what I really loved about music was that that, that genre, the, the hard rock, the metal, the, the, the stuff that was very much uh, a show rather than just music. So so, it, so watching MTV and, and all these music videos, would you say that had a huge impact on, hey, I want to go buy my first record or my first cassette tape? And, um, oh, yeah. That kind of really oh, got yeah, me yeah. in the mood. Definitely. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, yeah, because while MTV was, you know, it, it was... It, it broke a lot of new ground. A lot of people were exposed to it. music. wasn't just visual or your know, audio. It was visual then. You could see all these bands. You saw their little videos, the creative stuff they were doing. It, it really, yeah. It, it that's what really broke me into music was, I suppose, MTV eighty two, eighty three. You know, I, I started buying uh, in eighty four when I was twelve. So. That's awesome. And from that point, you know, cassettes went into led into records and then into CDs and and everything else. And you got the eight tracks walking around. <laughs> I we we would find eight tracks at the at the garage sales and stuff at the time. But by the time I got into it, they were gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny. 
So walk us through, you said you started when you were 12. Walk us through what the memory was when you walked into um, that record shop, that music shop. What did it look like? What was your experience? Were you nervous? What were you looking for? Did you just go in there saying, I just kind of want to get into this kind of thing? Or did you know what you wanted? Um, I had older sisters that were into it, and uh, they they had records, but they weren't into the metal. They weren't into the hard rock. They were into more, you know, the pop, top 40 stuff, and I, you know, I guess you, you get into Twisted Sister, Judas Priest, Kiss, because uh, your parents hate it, you know, so <laughs> it was. And I, the first tape I ever bought was Twisted Sister, uh, Stay Hungry, and, and, and when I was 12, and now I got Kiss, and there was a lot of other hair metal bands, you know, that you know, at the time, they weren't called hair metal, it was just uh, the, the extreme end of music, Motley Crue, Rat, uh, Judas Priest, Raven, uh, Wasp, but there was a lot of yeah, this was you know eighty four thereabouts. So there was a lot of great stuff coming out that that uh, now look back on it, you know it's it's classic stuff. But at the time it was it was new and groundbreaking. Of course, there was Kiss too. I I was you know they were they were ahead of their time when they came out. They the outfits and, and the the stage show and everything. Yeah, that, that that all drew me in. You know that when I was a kid, that that was awesome. You know, just just something to you know to look forward to. You know. To, to make your parents angry, you know, your you know your parents didn't like it, so uh, you, you drew you were drawn towards it. You know, oh, I need to have that, you know, that 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 tape, that that uh, record, whatever it was, uh, of, of that artist that your parents would hate. So <laughs> yeah. It, which is weird because that always changes generationally. I mean, a couple episodes back, we were talking about the British invasion, yep. and that was super oh, yeah. rebellious for the time. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, the Beatles were very, uh, very, very ahead of their time. <laughs> they they caused a lot of controversy at their time. Elvis did when he came out. Uh, Kiss did, of course. Alice Cooper, all that. You know, we're talking thirty, forty years ago. So, uh, yeah, everything, every generation. Now today has Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, and I don't know. There's, there's stuff <laughs> yeah. on stream nowadays that I'm even offended by it. So, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just kind of highlights the change of the times. Yep, that's true. Yep. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. You talked about Kiss with the uh, the stage presence and the the makeup, and that it, kind of interesting. It ties all back into the music video thing you were talking about. How it's not you, you don't get the visual effect just from the concerts anymore. Now it might not be the same exact feeling, but it's you can you know watch these guys, watch these groups on TV, on MTV, you know, and you get the it's a whole another sensory experience along with the music that you weren't getting before unless you went to the show, which is pretty exactly, Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you couldn't, you couldn't really tell what a band looked like unless they put their pictures on the album cover. You know, you really didn't know what they looked like unless you went and saw them live. So kids yeah. made sure that you knew what they looked like and knew what their <laughs> show was like. Even if you didn't have the album, they would have pictures and, and, uh, they, they had a lot of material in their albums, you know, all kinds of inserts and liner notes and it, it it was more of a show than it was just the record. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So, so we kind of talked about where you began 12 years old and, and really getting into this music and, um, loving the, the early metal around the eighties and, and, and kiss and all that. So what made you to carry on that passion throughout your life and, and, eventually open up your own record store and pass on your passion to young nostalgia guys like Ben and I. <laughs> well, I was hoping you guys would ask, because, you know, like me, with, with getting back into vinyl, it was uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is is 
the return of vinyl, which, you know, in the 90s it died, and, and you couldn't find records in the stores. I, I, there was two stores in the Lima Mall where I grew up, and, and uh, around, you know, 90, 91, the, the vinyl disappeared, and CDs had taken over, and then, you know, CDs were dominant for, you know, a few years, and then people got into, the, you know, high-speed internet became uh, available, and downloading music became a big thing. And after that, you know, the CD sales started to drop off, and and mu- the music industry suffered quite quite a bit. You know, that people weren't buying music anymore; they were they were downloading it. Uh, everybody had it on their phones, and suddenly, you know, it seemed like records got popular again. And now, it's it's back, not near what it was in the '70s and '80s, but it's people are buying records again, and I. I see people from all ages come in the store, and they're either getting back into vinyl or they're starting into the hobby, and it's great. I think you know the digital download era. It really it did hurt the music industry. It 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 put a, a, a damper on people. People weren't going, you know, they weren't buying records anymore. They were they were downloading it illegally, or they were downloading it on, on <laughs> yeah. through iTunes, and and that that that. that that physical artifact, the, the record or the CD, you know, nobody was buying those things anymore. They sat in the stores, and, and suddenly, you know, people are, are looking forward to, you know, owning music again, buying music again. And it, it's, I think it's great. It, it's, it's really going back to the way it was when I was a kid. You know, you go into the record store, and you find that, that album you wanted, and you buy it, you take it home, listen to it. Mm-hmm. And you had that connection with the band. You know, you had that, that artifact uh, Something that uh, the download age really, you know, I, I was part of it. I downloaded tons of music, but uh, now <laughs> I, I don't download anything. I, 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 I get the record or I, I listen to it on YouTube and see if I like it, and then I'll, then I'll buy it. Something interesting that you said a minute or two ago is you talked about it, it being a hobby, and that's oh yeah, I found that 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 was interesting because you know back when vinyl was uh, first popular and it, you know it was, that was the current technology. I mean, if you wanted to listen to music, that was that was the only way to listen to music. You had to yeah. go to the store, you had to get a record, you had to order it or do whatever. Yeah. But it was still there was no YouTube. Yeah, there was no MTV. And I'd, I used to sit up every night on, on, a, on a Saturday night, you know, when I was a teenager, and watch Headbangers Ball. Just <laughs> yeah. see the, the head, heavy metal videos. They didn't show them there during the day. You know, that was a it was a rare. It was like underground music. You know, you see. You'd stay up in, at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. They'd have a couple hours of heavy metal videos, and you get to see. That would expose me to a lot of stuff. And, uh, yeah, you couldn't just uh, get on YouTube and type in the band that you wanted to see and, and listen to it. You had to either go to the store and buy it or, uh, you know, like I said, listen, find a radio station that was playing it. At the time, back in 87, uh, when I really got into metal, there was only one station in the state of Ohio, it was Z-Rock. They, they played uh, metal. We could get it on, uh, you know, really clear nights from Illyria, Cleveland, and, and it was a it was a radio station that played nothing but metal. I was exposed to a lot of stuff through that, but, you know, mm-hmm. it was one of those things that was like, you couldn't get the station. It was it was this thing you get in. On a clear night, you could pick up Z-Rock and listen to, uh, <laughs> you know, they were playing Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, all the the thrash metal bands from the late 80s that the radio was completely ignoring. MTV was ignoring. Nobody was playing that stuff. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, it, it was it was like underground music. Now, you know, if you're into underground music, you just get on YouTube and, and uh, you can find anything. 
anything you want to hear is on YouTube. So right now, yeah, you're right. Back then, you had to really dig uh, for for stuff. If you wanted to hear it, you had to uh, actively be involved in the hobby and 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 scouring record stores, and and that was about the only way you could get it. You'd go to independent stores, ask for it. Uh, the, hopefully, the owner would know about it and order it for you. And so nowadays, we're we're kind of spoiled. It's right. easy and to it's get true. into stuff. And you if, know, it, you, it's, if you have the internet, you can get whatever you want. Right, right, and it's it's still a hobby, but it's interesting because it's it you know might not be it's not the easiest form you know to listen to the music where you could pull up you know ten thousand songs that you have on your phone. It's it's an auxiliary uh, accessory piece almost to your music where it's it's kind of a separate hobby rather beside in addition to your 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 normal music hobby, and so it's. I, I like I know myself I like to have albums that I ha- might have digitally you know that I listen to the car mm-hmm. or that sort of thing and I like to have that album in oh yeah well, there, there's so a different sound quality too right. you know the, the yeah. digital digital sounds great but uh it, it it's it all every CD of an album sounds the same but every copy of a of a record has its own unique character and you know it's it and plus you know it, owning something on vinyl it, it seems to say something I I, I remember I kept a, a. I bought records for years in the late '80s, early '90s, and then when they when they died out, you know, I couldn't buy them around uh, my my hometown, Lima. I I had to go to Columbus or Dayton to buy records, and even then, the stores were disappearing. Vinyl was becoming hard to find, and I just I kept. I don't know. It was about 300 records. I had all kinds of metal. Just I I had three crates of stuff. I sat in, a, in my attic. And I didn't listen to them anymore, but. I, I ran into a younger friend, and he was into metal, and he was blown away by the stuff I had on vinyl that, that was just sitting in there. And I'm like, what, is this stuff valuable now? And he's like, oh, <laughs> you know, people love that. You know, they would love to have what you have in this in your attic and just sitting around. And uh, I never, you know, I got back into it. I ended up selling that collection, and I made quite a bit of money selling you know, Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, all the stuff I had on vinyl that, at mm-hmm. one time, I was getting for a dollar, you know, because yeah. it was just, nobody wanted vinyl. They just wanted CDs and digital. Yeah. And uh, suddenly, you know, it, that's what got me back into it, is realizing that people wanted that. They wanted that, that vinyl copy, that hard copy of their favorite album, and they were willing to pay, you know, whatever it took to get it. And, you know, it, I think that's what it was, the digital download age, it, it was a disconnect. There was there was nothing to connect you to the band that you liked. I remember when I was downloading a lot of stuff. I was really into Radiohead. I, I don't like just metal. I like everything. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was. I realized that I went into a record store. Uh, it was Best Buy, and this was probably ten years ago. And I I saw a copy of OK Computer uh, for sale on vinyl, and I realized I didn't know what the album cover of that album looked like, but I had been listening to it. Uh, you know, all the time. I was I was a big fan of that album, but I didn't know what the album cover looked like. And I, like, I think I had a, one of those eureka moments where, <laughs> wow, there's there's a disconnect between uh, downloading music and and owning it, and mm-hmm. and you yeah. don't you don't really own a copy if you have a download of it. You 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 just have a copy, a, a yeah. weak copy of it, and to own it, you know, it, it says something. You're really a fan then, and and you have it, and you have a hard copy that. Basically, a, a representation of the master recording, and now I have a copy of OK Computer on my uh, in my collection. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, um, that's kind of one thing that Ben and I really attached to is 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 that sentimental value that you have towards the band because you have the album that they worked hard on, and 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 going to your store, we really fuel that passion as well. I mean, I know you saw our, our eyes lit up when we walked into your store for the first time, um, yeah. and so kind of you know broadening that a little bit what kind of feeling do you get or, or or feelings that you see your customers come into since being in a college town like this where vinyl might be resurging up um with the whole um you know hipster movement i guess quote unquote <laughs> but like it you know, is, when, when, when you see you know students come in maybe from the college you know how does that make you feel when they when they come in and kind of experience oh, it like you did, I think it's great. You know, the people are getting back into vinyl because, uh, it, it, and not only that, I like I like them to buy CDs too because it, it's still it, it's a hard copy. It's it's owning something, an artifact of, of the band and, and that they're into. And even like I said, if I if I had been into downloading and and went to see a band that I was you know I had all their stuff digitally downloaded, I went to see them, met the band. What would I have had to for them to sign? You know, nothing. I, I didn't have anything that they'd actually, you know, made a, a product that they released. I, I just had songs on a hard drive. Here, I think sign, what really sign my iPhone woke real quick, me up too is getting back into <laughs> into vinyl and hard copies. Is I had a, a hard drive. You know, I had one of those external hard drives. Everybody has, you know, computers nowadays. I had a I had a lot of music on a hard drive, and the hard drive failed. Then uh, I lost it all. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was a it was a the equivalent of a of a yeah, ten thousand record collection. You know, it's gone, gone in an instant. Yep. So, and it, it's nice to see people come back in and want to collect bands. I, I have a lot of young people, but what's cool is is a lot of older folks are are getting back into it, and and it's like through the the nineties and the two thousands they missed it. Yeah. They they missed that connection. You know, I I'm collecting records. I'm buying a, a you know albums of, of things I love, and they, there's a lot of people my age and older that are either back into it or are are continuing their collections. You know, some people never got out of it. They just got to where records were hard to find, and now there's stores popping back up, and uh, there's this record store day thing that comes out twice a year. And people are, are, I guess, this last record store day was crazy in the big cities. You know, lines down, down city blocks for uh, you know these these limited edition things they're they're putting out. I had a great day on record store day. I had customers in all day long, so it was. The people are getting back into it. It's it's a return, and it. Some people think it might be an outdated technology, but you know, if you really if you have a nice turntable and. Good quality yeah. record. It's not right. really it's outdated. It honestly, timeless for forever. So yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a it's, part of history. It's so it's going to be there. It's to me, it's fascinating too that you can put a, a needle. You know, it's made of diamond on a piece of plastic. Drag it across a piece of plastic and have high fidelity sound. It's still a fascinating technology, even if it is fifty, sixty years old. Um, it's still interesting to. The fact that you can do that, a piece of diamond, a tiny piece of diamond can drag across a piece of plastic and make high fidelity sound. It's right. amazing. Right. So, um, all right. So we talked about like, you know, the beginnings of your, your interest in your store. Now I have a question for you. Why okay. Ada? Um, just looking at like the, the size of the town, I, I, the college I'm sure is probably a huge part of that. But what, what was, uh, 
why what was the the mindset behind your choice of ada to uh, open up your store um that's a hard question to answer honestly we uh i have to go by you know this gut feeling that uh you know Hardin County, there's Kenton, there's and then there's Finley north of us, and there's really no stores around. And uh, record stores have disappeared. I mean, there, like I said there used to be two stores in the Lima Mall where I grew up, and they both the vinyl just disappeared from them. And we thought, you know, a college town. Plus, we're we're kind of in the middle of of everything. There's there's four major highways that run through Ada. Uh, or nearby, there's I-75 10 minutes from here. From here, there's the US-30 runs in just a few miles north. There's 309, 235, 81. There's all kinds of towns close by, and I'm finding you know people coming from as far as you know 100 miles away That's to awesome. go to the store mm-hmm. because there's no stores around. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't. I didn't. I never. I. Never thought of like the fact that you know it might be a small town, but there are these major roadways uh, in close proximity to the to the town and to the store. So that, that's 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 a good point. We noticed that I was standing. You know, we're setting up in the new spot today, which is uh, you know the front of this building, which used to be a car dealership. But we spent all day in there moving stuff, setting things up, putting posters in the windows, and I just noticed that the amount of traffic on two thirty five is is. For a small town, it's pretty significant. There's a lot of people that drive through this town. There's a lot of business that comes through this town. I mean, it may be a small town, but it's very busy. Mm-hmm. That's and true, and especially the, where the you're college at. college is big, and uh, there's a lot of stuff nearby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, especially on that, that end of town where you're at, I mean, you've really got a, a, a great spot because that's – you know the whether it's the college students or the you know people commuting to work. I mean that's where they're the direction they're going to go to Lima or to Kenton or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so there seems to be quite a uh, high level of traffic in uh, on that end of town and right out by your store. That's that's a, that's a pretty good spot. The Dollar General, the busiest store in town. It's, it's <laughs> crazy. All right, so. Um, we we've talked a little bit about you know why Ada, what got you started, and I I guess. A lot of our listeners are, are huge into this whole record movement. We love, we love the style um, and, and what records bring to the table, and just retro media is what uh, is what you do. And so, what can you give Ben and I and our listeners um, some collection tips? Um, what have you learned throughout going to, um, you know, garage sales or um, flea markets? Um, where to look? What to look for? Um, just collection tips so if somebody really wants to go head first what's the best way to start well first of all yeah that's a that's a great question because first of all i always tell people get a good turntable first if you're gonna if you're gonna get into collecting records uh get a get a decent turntable first because the cheap turntables the, the crosleys the, the really i mean if you're gonna spend thirty dollars on a record Spend uh, you know at least a couple hundred on your turntable because you know your that thirty dollar record will hold its value if it's in good shape mm-hmm. if it, if it stays in good shape and if you play it on a crappy turntable <laughs> it's going to wear out quick the Crosleys the the cheap you know the Jensen's the the the, the fifty dollar or the hundred dollar all in one stereos are really not that great yeah so right. if you're right. going to get into record collecting get get a good system uh, find vintage or buy a brand new nicer turntable spend some money and uh your records will last forever they'll hold their value that's one thing about it is 
they'll hold their value. They're they're not like CDs. CDs have no resale value. I can't get rid of them hardly for three bucks nowadays. Mm-hmm. But records, uh, I mean, they they still hold their value. They're still worth the same as they were twenty years ago, thirty years ago when I started getting into it, uh, or more. And, and because it's a it's a nice, it it it, it holds its value. It. And if you get uh, a, a cheap turntable, you're going to ruin your nice records, and they're going to be noisy. And then when you do get a nice system, they're they're not going to sound great. They're going to wonder why is my why are my records all scratchy and and, and crackly? And it's because you played them on a, a cheap stereo for however long you had it. So if you're starting to the hobby, you know get get something nice, uh, spend the money, and and uh, your record collection will hold its value. It'll it'll last. Because I still have records that I've had since I was in high school, and uh, they still sound great. All right, so when it comes to the albums themselves, um, do you have like a five-point system that you go through when you look in, you know, um, clarity, you know, fidelity, things like that? So, you know, when you compare it to when you're diamond shopping, you'll cut clarity <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. So so what's what's the checklist when you're, when you're shopping for a record that you really want? I, I just I look at everything, you know, how, how what's the condition of the cover, but a lot of times it's just the vinyl. You know, if it's shiny, doesn't have any scratches, uh it's clean and you know, you you can tell how many times it's been played. Or you can also tell uh how, if the person who owned it before you uh, you know took care of it. And you know, you you can clean up any record, but you, it it doesn't guarantee it's going to sound good. I I look for you know, scratches. Uh, it, it, it's visual. I've done. I've looked at so many records over the years. It's almost instinct to me now. But uh, <laughs> it still amazes me. Sometimes you can pick up a, an older record that's got you know some some visual wear on it. It'll still sound great. But uh, stuff that doesn't look bad will sound bad because uh, the the person who had it played it on a, a you know, it was a bad needle or whatever. It's a mm-hmm. it's a deep hobby. There's a lot of things to think of uh, when you're collecting. But yeah, it's just you. You learn with time, you know what you, you know, and experience what 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 sounds good and what doesn't. What what is worth the money? What's not worth the money? It's it's a hobby. It, above all, it it really is. It's a hobby. It, it it's involved. A lot of people I know, you know, been doing this for years and years. And you know, you learn. I learn something new every day. I I can't say that I'm an expert yet, but uh, getting to where I I'm familiar with, you know. What what's going to sell and what's not going to sell, or what what's worth money, what's not worth money? Mm-hmm. Uh, I get lots of stuff in the store, and and I can never never tell what's going to be valuable, what's not going to be valuable. You have to put it on the turntable and, and see. Right. So so now I'm going to ask what what are your plans for the future as far as uh, your music industry interests or the store? Like, are you more or less content with where you're at or do you plan on uh, further expanding? Like I know you just moved into that the, the larger front section of the store. Do you uh, plan on any uh, more expansion in the future? Uh, actually, I've not really looked forward that far. I, I'm kind of happy where I'm at. I'd like to to not do record shows anymore. That's that's my <laughs> biggest goal. <laughs> I have to go, I have to travel around and, and do record shows and, and uh, I'm tired of it. I, I it's I like it, but at the same time, I'm tired of the traveling and loading up the records every weekend and going somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish I could just stay where in one spot. And I think uh, with the new spot, we'll we'll definitely be more exposed. People will see us, uh, and, and maybe that'll be you know in the future in a year, maybe less than a year. I'll be able to stay home and 
just do the store. I, that's what I'm looking forward to. Just do the store. Make it the the best store in the area. And there's not very many around, so it. I don't have a lot of competition. There's one in Lima. There's one in Delaware, um, but not very very few around. You know, it's, I don't have a lot of competition. If, if I can make a good store for people, I'll be happy with that. And from what we've seen and, and how you've grown, you've been doing great and you've always treated us well. And um, we're excited to come by this week and, and see what you got going on and the new expansion that you just had. Um, so that's pretty much all we got for you. But um, for a, any of the listeners, um, if you guys want to get in contact with Chad, um, if you guys have any questions about you know where to start your collection or if you want to start your own store, there's no better man to ask than Chad. So his, his phone number is 419-371-3083, and that's his personal cell, and, and that'll get you straight into contact with him along with his um, store as well. So, Chad, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here with us. Um, and make sure all of our listeners follow Retro Music and Media on Facebook. Um, just type in Retro Music and Media, and he'll be the first one that pops up right there in Ada, Ohio. Again, that's Chad Smith. Give him a call if you have any questions. 419-371-3083. Chad, thank you so much. You're welcome, man. I appreciate it. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed all the questions. I said, I look forward. I'd love to see more stores in the area. I, I'd love to see new people starting record stores because it's. Uh, I'm glad to see it come back. It's. I missed it over the years and. Now that uh, it's back and I'm I'm part of it, it it feels great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope it stays around too. I mean, it's it seems like it's it's one of those technologies that's that's here to stay. It doesn't really seem like it's it's going anywhere. So. Just like the Rat Pack, timeless. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But, yep. That's all we got for you guys um, this week on Young Nostalgia. Our very first guest, Chad Shepard. Oh, Chad Smith. I am so sorry. It's okay. Chad, I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, Chad Smith here with us on Young Nostalgia. Make sure to email us if you guys want to be a guest or if you have anything that you'd like to let us know. Um, uh, if you have an anecdote of a concert or anything that you went to, let us know at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. That's youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, share on iTunes and Google Play and follow us on Podbean, youngnostalgia.podbean.com and you'll find our Facebook and Twitter links as well. And what we like to say, keep those bottles empty and the ashtrays full. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>